Hi there, and welcome to another interview. Today, I've got the fantastic Sarah with me, and I'm going to ask her the question I ask absolutely everybody. First question is, hey, Sarah, why did you become carnivore? Hi, thanks for having me, Stephen. Um, yeah, obviously, I haven't been carnivore all of my life. Um, I have transitioned into carnivore the last nine months, I would say. It started off originally in around Christmas 2021, um, where I decided that I needed a full lifestyle change, basically. Um, I was severely overweight and I've, um, I work for the NHS. And during that time in COVID, um, it was quite um, difficult having to um, be patient facing and be un- under pressure, basically, of maybe catching COVID and being unwell. And because I had comorbidities of, I was type 2 diabetic, I suffered with high blood pressure, all of these things for over 20 odd years, uh, medicated as well. I used to inject myself with diabetes and have blood pressure medication. Um, I was under rheumatology for joint pain. Um, so a lot of issues. My BMI was over 35. So I was at high risk of catching COVID whilst working with the NHS. So my manager wouldn't allow me to um, patient face in high risk areas, which I was really um well, sad about basically, because I think, and how can you expect junior members of staff to go into those areas when you can't yourself, you can't lead by example. So I thought I got to do something about this. And I decided that I, I needed to lose weight. That was the first thing. Um, so my husband was um, following a low carb lifestyle and he said well why don't we do this together because it's easier if we both do it and that we could you know food prep together um and you know it wouldn't be such different changes of of lifestyle so so that's what i tried so we did the low carb for a few months and then we eventually gravitated into keto um quite a strict keto diet um, and yeah, was enjoying the diet, and we met um, a nu- nutritionist uh, local to us in South Wales, in Neath, uh, Richard Smith, who we had several um, consultations with, and he gave us, you know, loads of really, really expert advice on um, our nutrition and how to move, move forward with it. Really, so in that space of 11 months um i lost five and a half stone and i had fully reversed my type 2 diabetes and my nurse practitioner you know was was astounded she said my my goodness you you know you're a miracle worker um but no it was it's literally just just obviously following that low carb diet as we know is really really good for um improving type 2 diabetes so i was taking off all of my medication um obviously blood pressure driven again by insulin resistance that um came back down to normal so they had to take me off my blood pressure medication um i didn't suffer with joint pain any longer so i was able to go for some walks i hadn't done any exercise at this point um i was just you know changing my nutrition um but i i started to love walking um, so I would walk, you know, every evening, just a three mile loop around my community. And that that extended a bit. Um, 
But over the gradual next three to four months, I think I lost an additional stone in weight. And so my total weight loss was six and a half stone. And I seem to have plateaued at that and um, have been that weight now for over 18 months, 20 months, something like that. Um, and it's it seems to be my body's quite happy with this weight loss. Um, now I am carnivore. The transition from low carb to keto to carnivore, I think, was quite quite natural. And um, I, I do have to highlight here that that Richard, um, the expert nutritionist, he was advising me to eat eat meat, animal products all of the time, and. I was never a meat eater. I had never tasted steak till last year. So it's quite a big change for me. Um, so over, over this last eight months, when I've uh, been eating nearly rump steak every day um, and eggs and um, mainly mainly red meat, my, the, the butcher makes um, meatball mix for me without any any filler and they will you know mince fillet steak and liver and heart in there so i'm getting organ meat as well um so yeah it's 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 really good it's it's fantastic lifestyle i'm as i said i'm in my 50s now and i actually feel fitter and healthier than i was in my 20s so it's been a game changer you know for me yeah, that's just so many things to talk about there. Uh, just for the viewers outside the UK, a stone is 14 pounds. So 6.5 or six and a half stone is about 91 pounds of weight loss there. So just, yeah. just for those that are not sure, which is which is amazing. And obviously, if you're watching, this will be a podcast, but if you're watching it on YouTube, you'll also see the pictures and you can see the incredible difference. Um, and also working in the NHS, um, it's quite good to hear that people in that space can be open to new ways of eating and, and thinking about their health in that way. And it's quite a short period of time that you lost that amount of weight. Um, what's been the reaction from your colleagues? Um, they've, they've been very supportive and they realise obviously that I was um, on quite a, a strict um, nutrition plan and even though they still may eat, you know, biscuits or, or cakes in within the working space, they they always say, you don't need this or, you know, um, do you want it? And I'm like, no, because I, I don't need it. And it would taste so sweet to me. I could never, ever eat it now because I, I would I find things which aren't sweet, sweet now. Um, but no, some of my colleagues, um, I also work in a local university in Swansea and um during the pandemic, we were working at home for most of the time. And when I went back into university for a graduation uh, ceremony, uh, when we were allowed, um, none of my colleagues recognised me. Um, so I had to actually take my cap and gown. I had to take it off and say, it's me, <laughs> because they, they didn't know who it was. But um, I mean, the difference anyway. is amazing. Yeah, the difference is amazing. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to ask you a pretty mean question now, because obviously you did get pretty heavy. Um, how did that happen? How long did that take for you to get to that excess weight? Um, I don't think I've I've never been skinny, skinny. Um, I was always very sporty when I was younger, um, and I was always um, like a sprinter. I run. Uh, sprinting and I swum and I cycled um, 
and was really active. And then I think the main driver for the weight gain was having my children. I have three kids and um, none of the pregnancies were easy. Um, and I put on a lot of weight in the first one. I had preeclampsia, um, a lot of water, so I had high blood pressure, gestational diabetes, and that's where it all stemmed from. It just never went. Um, and yeah, so the, the weight didn't come off as, e- as easy. So and I think I had um, two further children. And even though you're always busy with the children, you're, you're not... Um, looking after yourself as you should I think that's that's the main the main thing because they become your priority and I was always doing everything for them and eating something on the go and what was there any particular foods you know or you know standout foods that taken out of your diet really surprised you how different you felt for many people it's just bread for instance um I was never a big bread person um for me I when I was younger and I was running, for example, or cycling, my diet mainly consisted of pasta, tuna cheese. You know, pasta was my main staple. Um, and I thought that was quite healthy back then, um, because of what what we're told. And especially, you know, if you're doing exercise, you know, you're carb loading and all this. Um, so yeah, I would eat pasta, tuna cheese, probably I could eat it three times a day. But um but yeah, it's that's probably the main thing which um, has been the biggest shock. Then is is the you know the pasta and um, I'd probably say most teeth in my head were sweet teeth, and I um, I love chocolate. So to go without chocolate, um, you know, is massive for me. Um, and. The transition away from it, to be honest, when I was low carb, I did used to treat myself initially with diabetic chocolate um, because it, it was like you think, oh, it's low sugar in here. This is fine. I shall have one square of diabetic chocolate as a treat. Um, but even then, um, you just get used to not having the sweetness. So when you do have that little bit of sweetness, it's like, oh, <laughs> so you, you just don't want it anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing I think is amazing for many people because I, I really was into all the sweet stuff and uh, cappuccinos and all those sort of things. I did like and bran uh, muffins occasionally, but I don't miss any of that that no. stuff. I just I just enjoy feeling um, a lot better. So yeah, you lost a lot of weight, but there's some really important things there health wise. For instance, the type two diabetes. Was you surprised that you were able to reverse that? And and when did you realise um, that that was happening? Yeah, I was surprised um, that because they put me on medication, I was injecting myself uh, weekly um, with Trulicity um, medication. And I was surprised that I was able to come off it because they said, once you're on this, you're on it for life sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, OK. Um, but my HbA1c results were always like really bad. So I needed to go on medication, they said. There was no guidance specifically um, about, you know, if you just change your lifestyle and, you know, cut out the carbs and, and everything that you'd be able to potentially put this into remission. Um, I think I had um, a 10 minute nutrition sort of talk um, 20 odd years ago. And then 
nothing um, within the NHS framework uh, regarding it. But, um, you know, they are severely under pressure and under-resourced. So it's it's no doubt with the amount of people who are pre-diabetic and diabetic, it's, it's you know, it's amazing they get around everybody. But, yeah, it was... It was, I was so happy <laughs> when they said, oh, we're removing you from the, you know, from the diabetic register, you know, you're no longer diabetic. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is really good because um, I'd been, you know, to have my eyes tested so many times and um, all the six monthly checks. And um, and now you think, oh, I don't need this intervention, you know, I don't need the medication, the blood pressure medication, you know, that was, I hate taking tablets. I struggle big time. If, you know, to have to take a tablet is like a torture for me. I'd, I would rather give myself an injection. But um, so to be able to come off all medication is fantastic. Yeah. And I think um, one thing you said there, we're never into knocking the health service, the people that work at the health service. It's the people at the top. You know, if you're a nurse and you're pressured, um, I've had girlfriends that have worked as nurses, uh, people in the family work at the NHS. Uh, I'm a specialist practitioner in obesity and diabetes. So I have to deal with uh, the NHS. It is the top people that we're unhappy with because if they just gave a clear indication you know if you've got someone diabetic here are some options and gave those um low carb options out the nurses would see the results like you know that's happened to you especially to themselves because there's people that work at the nhs and there's many doctors and nurses that are overweight and have diabetes themselves um they would see the results in themselves and then it would be um, a much easier place to work because they would have something in their armory that, that does actually regress the, the, the condition. And that's the thing that, you know, but it bugs us, um, you know, that we can't say, uh, try low carb, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not the standard duty of care. So their hands are tied as well, but you know, there's also the other side where you take personal responsibility and do your own research and those sort of things. And, um, but it shouldn't be that. It should be coming from the top down. So, yeah, that's great. And I I, I, I applaud you for, for, for sticking with it. And it is frustrating because I have many people come to me and say, I've just been told I've got this progressive chronic disease that I'm never going to get reverse. And yeah, I've done my research and apparently you can. And and they do. I mean, I had someone off metformin within seven weeks. It's just, uh, you know, of 20 years of metformin, seven weeks of proper diet and they're off it. Um, and also your blood pressure. What about your joint pain? Did that go as well? Yeah, joint pain went. Um, and it was quite remarkable, really, because um, I tried to go run in with my husband. And apart from the fact, obviously, I was carrying excess weight, um, the joint pain was um, was unbearable. So that's why when I, I lost the weight, I started walking. But then I did um, touch to 5K. And I enjoyed the running so much. So within a year, I ran London Marathon, and I just ran it again last Sunday. Um, so it was it's been you know a game changer with the fact that yeah I've got no more joint pain. Um, you know my my health is well. I'm in tip top shape, um, fit and unhealthy. And as I say, just I did take ten minutes off my time last weekend. So. So it was a nine-month journey, was it really, with the, with the weight loss and all the... Re- uh, 11. Yeah, 11, 11 months, really. 
I mean, that's very quick, isn't it, for that amount of weight? So that's, that's yeah. almost, oh, you know, about nine pounds a month you were losing, but you was losing it consistently. Was there any moments or any times when you felt like giving up? Was there any, you know, uh, um, roadblocks or obstacles? No, there wasn't any time where I felt like giving up. I'm um, I'm very stubborn, and once I once I get something in my mind, I'm 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 set on it, and nothing is going to dissuade me otherwise. Um, so I I was very focused, and I think that has helped me to remain very strict, um, and like no cheat days even and I haven't had any alcohol or anything you know so even my 50th birthday party I had no alcohol so that that's how strict I've been you know so it's um it's it, it hasn't been easy but I've, I've really enjoyed it to be honest um I think I've learned lots about myself and um I've learned that I like to be able to help other people like yourself. I've been uh, volunteering in the local um, shop where Richard, the nutritionist, works. He's got a keto shop and I volunteer there um, on weekends and evenings um, as a health coach and help people with diabetes or other ailments that we can um, help with nutrition. Um, I did do two nutritional courses um, over this, the space of the last two and a half years, only because I wanted to know more information myself. And as a scientist, I think it's it's a quest for knowledge then that that um, I needed because I, I was doing it. I could see it was working. I wanted to read loads of research and, and lots of information. So I completed two courses as well. And um, yeah, and the people who come to the shop or to see me in the shop are really positive. And they said, you know, I've been inspirational and a lot of help to them as well. And you are a qualified scientist, aren't you? Yes. Well, I'm a neurophysiologist um, in the in the NHS. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you first discovered the carnivore diet, what was your initial thoughts? Did you think, well, this is crazy? This is Yeah, I did think it was crazy, especially as I I hadn't even you know tasted steak at that point. Um but Richard was adamant that it's it was the way forward basically for you know to cure everything and for athletic performance as well. Um, so I thought, well, I, I am going to try it. Um, my husband was keto and uh, we said well, that we'd try the carnival together. So we we have done and we've been quite uh, quite successful on it. And to be honest, I don't find it very restrictive. Um, I'm quite happy that meals can be repeated if you if you like because sometimes with work and uh, family life and training then um my eating window is quite narrow so i like to just you know cook my steak eggs and and eat yeah okay well let's let's do some practicals then so what is your meal frequency um probably mainly once a day yeah um i do quite a bit of fasting um, so I did a 24 hour fast yesterday um, and I just like to throw in fasting about a couple of times a week. 
So I think it's quite cleansing. And um, to be honest, I, I don't feel hungry most of the time. So I have to remember to eat. So yeah, that's a big difference, isn't it? I, I hear this time and time again and, and experience it myself. I used to think about food all the time, but once I've been carnivore, you do tend to lose that, I think. Yeah. And you've mentioned Richard a few times, and just for people that are not up to speed on my channel, I've interviewed Richard Smith. He's a keto pro. Um, so you can see that interview. I'll put a link in the description for people. Um, one of the things that I think is really interesting is um, when I spoke to him, he's, you've got the shop and there are other supplements there, you, but you're both pretty adamant that you don't really need the supplements. They are, they have a particular purpose for certain situations. I, I very much like that. I, I tend, tend to tell people if you can eat your protein and eat your fats with, from whole food, that tends to be the best thing. But I've got a couple of things I'm going to ask you about because uh, the big thing in the, in the keto and the carnivore space is electrolytes. I've got this here. It's not product placement. Um, I'm not an affiliate, affiliate and I'm not a, on commission so anyway um why would i take keto electrolytes what would be a situation where i'd need to take that basically i think anybody who is initially going low carb um should take electrolytes uh richard's electrolytes are one of the the purest and most natural uh, electrolytes on the market um they taste great there's loads of himalayan salt in them so it's really natural as well but they're packed with magnesium so, but when we eat low carb and we're trying to lose weight, obviously the fat comes out of our cells and um, it takes, takes a lot of salt out of our body as well. So we need to replace that salt. Um, and we don't realize, I think, that we think when we, that we need to hydrate, we need water, but we don't, we, we need salt. So we need to put that salt back in our body because that, that, that's what fuels our little battery cells in our mitochondria. So we need to um, get that back in and it'll help you um, not experience the keto flu. Or if you have it, then obviously it will dampen down those symptoms as well. Um, but yeah, I take those, I do take electrolytes. Um, several bottles of it a day really I just sip it throughout the day um, even now after all this time electrolytes are essential yeah and I think part of it is down to food production or the, the state of our soil actually so what the animals are eating the soil is not as good as um, it was maybe 100 years ago um, and the other thing uh, that I always find comes up every so often is MCT powder which looks like that medium chain yeah. triglycerides um and we were speaking before the interview about i used to when i was keto i used to use that in my coffee but so why would you use mct oil then sarah um so i use the powder format in my coffee as as you um mentioned um so coffee in the morning if, if i have it would have a mct powder in and sometimes I add it to my electrolytes as well if I'm training um, as an extra boost for energy. Um, obviously, MCTs, um, they get absorbed into our body a slightly different way than other um, lipids. So they would go straight to the portal vein of the liver and, you know, ramp up our, our ketone production um, so that we're, you know, burning burning those ketones as well. Um and obviously, because we're fat adapted, we're using our own fat. We want, um, if I want an extra boost of fat, then I put in some MCTs. Um, 
for me to be able to maintain my weight now, I, I add it every every day to one drink um, so that I don't continue to lose any weight. Um, but yeah, they're really good. The other version of it, you can get it in an oil format. Um, I don't drink it in an oil format because for me personally, I just don't like the consistency, but like my husband would drink it in his cycling bottle. Um, but I've I found a great use for the oil recently um, because I have a sports massage every um, couple of weeks to keep my legs tidy for running. And I was, uh, I said to my massage therapist, I said, um, you know, what oil are you using? Because after I've had a massage, I've been feeling unwell. So, you know, we thought, oh, we'll look into this. And the first ingredient on his massage oil is canola oil, which obviously I've been not having any seed oils, um, vegetable oils for the last two years. So um, that's why obviously I was feeling unwell with it. So now he uses the MCT oil for um, my massage and it's it's much, much better. He he says it's great to use as well. So so that's good. And it just means that I don't feel and well with the with the massage oil <laughs> i mean it's 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 amazing isn't it how the um seed oils are in absolutely everything and yeah. it's definitely worth avoiding those so you feel uh, I, I found that quite interesting in there you said you don't want to lose any more weight so you feel that you're at the weight you want to be now then do you um i think Naturally, my body is sort of gravitated to this, but yeah, I don't want to, I think because I train quite a lot now, I don't want to um, lose any more. I've gone from a size 20 dress size, a UK size 20 to a UK size 6 to 8. So that's quite drastic. So I don't want to go any smaller. Um, it shows too much wrinkles for one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're looking looking incredible, actually. And uh, I mean, your yeah. story is um, pretty amazing. One of the things I noticed on your website about the Keto Pro is it puts here that you've had a combined weight loss of 196 pounds. But I didn't quite get how did we, how did we get to 196 pounds on the website? Well, I think that myself and Richard. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you've lost that between you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? That's such a lot of weight and you've, you've lost the 91 of that. So yeah. yeah. Um, do you feel it's difficult to, to talk to people about this? Do you feel there's a lot of pushback or um, people accepting it now? I think um, people who want, they're very curious um, as to how, I've lost weight and how I'm living now. They are very curious about it, um, but they they just say, oh, I could never go without bread. Oh, I could never go without this. But but I'm like, well, you, you could if you tried. And it, it's more of mind of a matter, I think, for me, um, that it's been, you know, you, you have to you have to want it for one. I don't think you can do anything if you don't actually want the change. Um, and I did. I wanted to be healthy. And I think... Because I could never go back to eating the way I was or eating anything that I used to eat because I don't want to be diabetic and I don't want high blood pressure. Um, and, you know, I know um, that as soon as I do that, I would raise insulin resistance and I would be, you know, have those ailments again. So um, I do... I speak to anybody who comes into the shop and anybody who will listen. You know, lots of people have said, you know, you're not allowed to talk about food today. <laughs> But then we went out with our friends um, for a meal a couple of week weekends ago 
And there were um, three of us on the table who were essentially two keto, one carnivore. And all the other um, members of our friends were, you know, fascinated by it and wanted to know. And I think by the end of the day, we'd converted them all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, you're an example as well, aren't you? And when going back to what you said earlier about your colleagues not even recognising you, that shows the change, um, which is absolutely incredible. So... If there was somebody on the fence listening to this, thinking I'm still not sure what uh, about carnival, what what would you say to them? Um, oh, I would say it's definitely something that you should do, especially if you've got any um, metabolic illness or you know there's any metabolic illness in your family. Um, I think just to um, prevent yourself having these illnesses in the future if you're young. And um, then the you know, if you start off eating correctly when you're younger, then it's going to have um, a bigger impact on your life and your longevity. You're gonna you're gonna live forever. Now I say I want to live till I'm hundred. So it's uh, it's definitely something that everybody needs to do. I think we'll um, free up the NHS for one. Um, if we can, you know, encourage more people to take ownership of their health. I think if if they start to eat properly and realize that most of the illnesses that that you can have are related to our nutrition and our metabolic health, then I think, you know, that's the way forward, trying to promote it. I have um, recently been made an ambassador of the public health collaboration as well. Um, so it's uh, so yeah, I'm hoping to spread their word as well to um, to help GP services and and nurses to um, to follow um, low carb essentially and then keto and maybe essentially carnival lifestyles for people with these illnesses. Yeah, I think the public health collaboration, which is which is UK centred, by the way, is is a, is a fantastic new movement really. Um, and Dr. David Anwin was my first exposure to the. The public health collaboration and Zoe Harcum as well, because you know their their work. Uh, well, Doctor Unwin on um, diabetes is amazing, and he's a guest I'm trying to get on actually because I do love his graphics, which basically breaks down cereal into how many spoonfuls of sugar okay. that it's got and uh, fruit, how many spoonfuls of sugar it is, or equivalents basically the impact it has on your body when you eat it so i think it it's, it's a brilliant thing i didn't know you were ambassador there so that's good are you going to the to the conference in sheffield on may the 23rd i think it is yeah no it's the 19th and 20th of may yeah, yeah right. uh, we're going to the conference i'm really looking forward to it they've um, got some really great guest speakers and um being obviously a neurophysiologist i'm really excited about the alzheimer's and metabolic health talk there as well so so anything brain related just grabs my attention and so well you've just grabbed my attention can you tell me a little bit more about what's happening there then well they've um They've got a, a discussion forum going. They've got a, a table of experts um, who will be discussing basically um, Alzheimer's and you know essential therapy with um, nutrition. So, so yeah, it's it's going to be great. Yes, and Alzheimer's is is often termed behind the scenes as type three diabetes, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. to be linked. Yeah, I think it, I think it is it is termed that, but sometimes um, it's it's not quite type three diabetes. Looking into the research, I think it's it's more 
of you know insulin resistance in the brain um so it's it's important to understand the difference you know our bodies can be insulin resistant and give off you know the metabolic symptoms in all all sorts of things but the the alzheimer's is considered the insulin resistance of the brain then so so i'm looking forward to the you know the lectures the talks and the discussion um with the experts Yes, and so, so am I. Actually, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. I'm sure there'll be some YouTube videos after it's it's gone on. Uh, yeah, I they, mean, they've actually put um, put it online now. You can you can sign up for um, online tickets, so you you don't have to be there in person. You can watch it live um, online. Yeah, that's excellent. Having that live stream, I think that's really good. I mean, one of the things that I found. I mean, I've got now over 500 clients. Uh, I've nearly done 100 of these interviews uh, on video. And reversing type 2 diabetes, managing type 1 diabetes, losing weight, obviously, losing body fat, uh, controlling your blood pressure, losing joint pain, come up constantly. Skin improvements, that's constant. Body composition, much better. Um, but other things as well, yeah, um, anxiety, stress, Alzheimer's, dementia, all these things seem to improve or the progression seems to be slowed by just changing your diet. So I think it's it's such a good message to send out. I'm really, uh, I'm really excited about the future, actually. And I think more and more people are trying it and more people are open minded, especially as you say, you know, um, like the NHS is bursting at the seams because it's. You know, there's not enough money or staff or time because the diabetes and obesity crisis just gets worse and worse and worse. And I personally think two things you could do uh, or the main thing is to get rid of processed food and get seed oils out of your diet, even if you've not gone carnivore, to clean up your diet in that way and then try and take out the refined carbohydrates. You don't have to go carnivore, but I think... The more you do this, I don't know if you felt this, you know, I think you probably did because you went keto and then carnivore. The more you take carbs out and the more you replace it with meat and fish and eggs, the better you feel. You know, it just just seems simple to me. Definitely. I think um, I've, I've probably gone a little step further as well because I've um, removed like shampoo on my facial cleansing and creams. Um, I've not gone down the tallow route with everything. So I have tallow shampoo, tallow you know, moisturizers and um, tinted moisturizers um, by a, a great company called Fierce Nature. They're, um, they're soaps and, and everything is really good. And yeah, putting my, my daughter said, you are putting fat on your face. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big tallow fan. I've just showered actually after my workout from, uh, you know, and, and I've used a tallow soap, actually. So, yeah, that's great. Sarah, thank you so much for uh, coming on today. If, have you got any final thoughts just to wrap it up? Um, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you very much for, you know, inviting me to come on. But yeah, it's it's been great. Um, I do try like spread the message um, that everyone can improve their own health um, and well-being by um, just changing, you know, nutritional input basically it's you don't have to be as strict as we are I don't think you know any change is better than nothing at all and you know for some um I even say if if you can do it for five days out of seven that's better than not doing it at all um so I, I think um any changes to your diet to remove as you say the seed oils and the 
processed food and refined sugars you know, will make a massive impact to anybody well-being as as you mentioned earlier with mental health and anxiety um and with um you know physical appearance and health wow that was really Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favour to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. Do them a lot quicker. So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.